Hi. Have you ever felt restricted or less fortunate because you were shy or introvert? Assalamu alaikum and welcome to Born to Be Resilient show. I'm your host Aisha Ikram, a transformational coach for professionals and entrepreneurs, helping them becoming resilient by showing where their emotional experience stem from and how to effortlessly manage it to create transformation in their personal and professional lives. You see, I'm on a mission to show you that you are only one thought away from transforming your entire life. In today's episode, I'm very excited to interview my guest speaker from Helsinki, Finland, who will share his journey of transformation from being a shy guy to an award-winning public speaker. But I want to help you creating an important distinction here. There is a huge difference between being shy and not being confident not feeling confident or believing that you are not confident enough. You see, all emotional experience that we you know, experience on our daily basis stems from our thoughts. And if you haven't followed my work uh, where I share the power of thought and paradigms, you can follow that uh, by subscribing to my YouTube channel. I will share the links in the comments below and in the description of this video. But I help you showing how you can understand the power of your thought from a true psychological paradigm. Once you understand that, you can see that shyness is also a thought. Being less confident is also a thought you can improve. And this thought you can improve by understanding the nature of thought, coupled by devising a strategy to become confident. But being shy does not make you less confident. Being shy or being introvert does not mean that you don't have enough intelligence. And being an introvert certainly doesn't make you not want to appear on stage. Today's guest speaker, Brother Abdi, uh, Adam Abdi, um, will highlight this and share his story. And I will also share things from um, my childhood and my early teenage years, which you might find surprising uh, when you hear my own story from being a shy and introvert girl to someone who feels conf confident and comfortable enough to appear on stage or on TV. But I have a message from Brother Adam Abdi Adam who says that his background on achievements that he is proud of includes masters in health science, life coaching, neurolinguistic programming practitioner, uh, and a freelance journalist, as well as he has a podcast show, uh, which he uses to dedicate, uh, you know, as, as a mission to change the world, to become a better place by empowering people with knowledge, tools, and skills to transform people's life and to make world a better place. Please welcome me joining brother Adam of the Adam from Helsinki, Finland. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Walaikum assalam. So nice to have you here. Thank you. It's truly honor to be part of your show. Shazakallah khairan. Thank you so much for you know taking the time to be with us today. And yeah. before we started in our conversation, I was asking about the weather in Finland. So I would love for you to share a little bit. Uh, what's the weather like in Finland in this part of the year? Wow, it's hot. It's, it's actually September and uh, we're going to September and it's, it's not normal that it's this hot. So we've been blessed that we have an opportunity to enjoy summer mm. a bit more longer and have mm. a little Okay, that's really nice. And usually in London, it's usually cold, but this year and for the past couple of years, it's been getting hotter and hotter. But today yeah. the weather is really nice. It's not humid at all. It's sunny. Oh, if awesome. I weren't interviewing you today, I would have been out in the park. <laughs> same here, same here. So, yeah, so uh, amazing. I, I'm so excited to be here with you, though. I was waiting for, I was waiting for this and looking forward to this. And alhamdulillah, it's a great honor to be here. 
Oh, subhanallah. Same here. So I am intrigued with your bio and, and especially that you were the thing that resonated with me and maybe because I share similar experience is your journey from being um, a shy guy and introvert to an award-winning speaker. So I'm interested in finding out about that. Yeah, I loved your intro, by the way. And, uh, and something you mentioned that being shy or introvert does not mean lack of confidence is absolutely exactly. true. That's absolutely true. And I would love to share my story with you by starting going back while, while I was studying. Hmm. I noticed that... Sorry, I think I've lost you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here. Okay. There was a background sound that cut me off. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had I had a huge problem while I was studying because I really hated speaking in front of people. Mm. And I did my best avoiding all the situation where I have to speak to others in front mm. of others. Mm. That included doing presentations. Mm. And I studied health science and I was passionate about helping people and promoting people, health and well-being, but that include while you graduate to do presentation and do a work and speaking to audiences. But what I did while I was studying, like I said, I was avoiding all the situation where I had to present something. So mm. at that time, I discovered a solution. Wow. And that was avoid all the situation, which obviously is not a good solution. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. But then I spent much time learning how to do slides. And I remember when we used to do group works, I had this agreement with other students, like I do the slides, you do the talking. And for me, it was fine like that. I thought it was brilliant. But I uh, found out later on, actually, that was brilliant because now I have empowered myself with a skill, which is doing amazing PowerPoint slides. I learned that because I had this fear of uh, actually speaking with others. So I used to spend much time doing the slides and doing studying how to do amazing slides. So that was the thing. But I remember after the gradu graduating and going to the workplace and mm. in the beginning of my career, I still have this fear of public speaking. And it was frustrating because you are in the meetings and your colleagues expect you to take a role. And yeah. if you yeah, you know, your colleagues expect you to participate and take a role. And if you don't say anything in the meeting, it means that you don't, you're not there. You're not doing anything, basically, because mm. you're not voicing out what you are doing. So I did what most people do when they have a problem. Mm. I went to Google and mm -hmm. I looked for a solution how to become a better speaker. And I remember going on also YouTube and watching videos of organization called Toastmasters. They mm. have speaking contest, international speaking contest. And I used to watch those videos to learn some tips and tricks that will help me. Wow. And I remember telling myself that I wish I could do that. I mm. wish, I only wish if I could do that, speak on the stage to the audience. Mm. And to my knowledge, like looking back to that time now, I was planting a seed in my head. That was what I was actually doing, planting a seed, because a year later, mm -hmm. when I remember, yeah, year forward, I still have the same problem. Like, I'm, I'm afraid of speaking. I'm, I is totally nerve-wracking. It's painful experience. Every time I do it, I used to beat myself down because in my own head, I did it badly. So later, I went to Google again and looked for a club, Toastmaster club in my local area. And uh, luckily, I found one. 
And that was the moment I thought to myself, like, I'm going to check this club out. And I went there. And if you don't know, uh, if there's someone who doesn't know what Toastmasters is, is um, Toastmasters are international non-profit educational organization that teaches people speaking and leadership skills through global wow. network. And they have over 16,000 clubs globally. Mm. And even in Finland, we have nine clubs. I don't know mm. about UK. Do you know how many clubs you have in UK? No, funny enough, I don't. Is it just with Toastmasters they have nine clubs? Yeah. Mm. Toastmasters International. If you Google, mm. maybe you find out. And they I've have heard them. about them, but I, yeah, but this wasn't the route that actually I used to overcome my shyness. But it's really interesting because what you're sharing, a lot of people might find a lot of, you know, relevance yeah. with them because yeah. shyness and public speaking, I think it's, it's one of the most predominant fears that people face, especially. Because shyness and public speaking, I think it's it's one of the most predominant fears that people face, especially in workplace. And I love that what you shared from your uh, you know perspective that it was affecting actually your work life, because you are you know you are expected to speak. Because in my uh, work routine, I work as as my day job. I work within national health sector and we do something we attend something that's called multidisciplinary meetings mm. right where a lot of senior clinicians uh, you know people from hospital doctors nurses social workers uh, you know uh, health and community social workers like myself a lot of people attend those meetings and if you don't have confidence you're not able to present your case and if you're not able to present your case, that can affect not only your reputation, but as well as the person you're trying to support. So public speaking can really get in the way of you working effectively. So thank yeah. you for sharing that. Yeah, and I know by personally that not voicing out your thoughts mm. can affect your career, can affect mm. your like the, the way your colleagues see you and yeah. they, they might they might see you as someone who's not passionate in about it or for me also it it actually this is interesting topic too but it, for me it what it did was it made it worse the fear of speaking because then you think to yourself like do i belong here i'm outsider because obviously mm -hmm. i anything and I started uh, to suffer something called imposter syndrome where you wow. constantly doubt yourself and your ability your, and also your credibility like wh why I'm here sitting in this meeting do I really mm -hmm. belong to you mm -hmm. do I really belong here and and you start thinking maybe others will find out that you are fake and you're not good enough and this was actually I read about it that introverts are more likely to suffer imposter syndrome because they they tend to number one be shy and reserved but also be over and yeah they think and they're more cautious and then yeah they more tend to suffer from imposter syndrome that's true that that can get in the into the way yes and if you feel like an imposter syndrome this is something that a lot of people actually uh, a lot of people who are trying to build their own business especially coaches they suffer from that as well i don't really like using the word suffer because that makes you feel like you're disempowering yourself yeah. so this is something that they sort of create in their mind that they're not good enough and and this is reminding me of, of a very interesting conversation you and I were having earlier that coaches, when they come into the world of coaching, people see them from just that they are starting their coaching journey, let's say a month ago, a year ago, or two years ago. But 
coaches they bring a lot of interpersonal skills for example you know with you you might have your educational experience you might bring your skills as a husband a loving you know a brother or a lot of other skills right a very good listener your podcasting skills when i started my coaching journey i brought my own entrepreneurial experience for for last four or five years as being an IT consultant my experience as being an NHS educator you know health and community social worker and a lot of skills and as well as being a single mom and a full-time employee you know how did i manage all those skills so when you bring all these skills despite of bringing all these skills on board coaches still you know sometimes get into this trap of thinking that they are not good enough Dang. so going back to this imposter syndrome this can not only affect your public speaking uh, ability it can also affect or get into the way of building any dream career that you are trying to build yeah that's right and and i would also like to say that we should start defining maybe what imposter syndrome is but uh, yes. You know, you. I love when you always say it's all about thought, the power of thought. So imposter yes. syndrome is also uh, produced by a thought. So it's a psychological, uh, <clears throat> I wouldn't even call it a condition. It's a, it's a thought. Let's keep mm. it. It's a thought that you start doubting yourself. Mm. And exactly. containing my story. So I went to check this, my local Toastmaster club. And I was surprised how people were there welcoming and the atmosphere was amazing, supportive. And I, I just made a decision on the spot that this is the right place for me in order to learn and grow. Mm -hmm. So a couple of years later, I, I loved the club. I still do. I'm still a part of the Helsinki Toastmaster Club and mm -hmm. I probably like for the second year, I'm a vice president of education, which is really a great deal for me because I went there to learn myself how to become a better speaker. But what happened in the process was I get into this uh, <laughs> Toastmasters culture that I became a part of the uh, part of the is it part of the organization and I have a huge role mm. where my role is to help others to other members to reach their goals mm. and what I do is ask members what their goals are and I'm there and supporting and helping other people to helping others to reach and achieve their goals which mm. is thing because I didn't knew that one day I will be doing that kind of thing helping others to achieve their, their goals when it comes to public speaking, which was a terrifying thing to me. But alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, that's like, it's funny how things turned, turned mm. like the process mm. of me trying to learn something. I end up giving back and helping others to grow. <laughs> This is the beauty of life, right? So we, we sometimes don't really expect us to do certain things, but life takes such a beautiful turn. And it's all about enjoying yourself in the process as well, because this yeah. is so important. Sometimes we just end up going after a goal and trying so hard that we stop enjoying the process. So imagine you started Toastmaster Club, you, you wanted to learn about public speaking, but if you would have gone there and kept, you know, lingering on with your fear, that would have stopped you from enjoying the process. That probably would have also stopped you from, you know, becoming an active member of the club, so much so that you started giving back to the community. That actually takes me to my next question, which is, we have a few viewers and Vivi, Hey, baby, nice to have you here. Uh, today's topic is Brother um, Adam's journey from being a shy and introvert guy to an award-winning public speaker. And I would love for you guys to actively participate and ask him questions. So if you have ever felt that you are not good enough or you're not able to speak in public, I would love for you to ask, you know, 
brother Adam, uh, how did he overcome you know, his journey? He's already shared that with us, so you can catch the replay later on. But feel free to ask any questions around the subject. So what I was going to ask you is, what was the most defining point uh, when you started learning um, how to confidently speak in public? Well, that's a good question. It was, uh, it was by being part of a community. Mm. And I felt this is the place, safe place and safe environment that supports mm. And actually, that brings into my mind uh, a couple of weeks ago, Sister Estella was uh, sharing her story in this mm. show. Mm. And she said something that was amazing. She said, we need one another in order to grow. And I'm uh, actually paraphrasing because I don't yes. remember exactly the word she used. But she was speaking about how transformation happens when you're part of a supportive group transformation yes. does not happen in isolation which was like for me a great insight when i heard that from sister Estella. i was actually trying to figure out my solution yes solution to my problem by mm. googling and watching youtube videos how to speak better how to communicate effectively but the only thing it did to me it was it wasn't good. It actually, the only thing it did to me was it made me to me to comp it made me myself to compare to other speakers. Mm. Let me say that again. It, it didn't did good thing to me because what I started doing was I was comparing myself to other speakers mm. on YouTube, which is mm. actually things that you shouldn't do. <laughs> found at Toastmasters, when I became a member of a community, mm. then I started to grow and transform, where mm. I now see new members coming in, and I'm here there for them to help them, because I already worked on the same journey. When I see mm. someone shaking for the first time when they are giving a speech, their mm. hands are shaking, their legs are shaking, I mm. feel see myself in them and I feel like going there and giving them a big hug and telling them this moment you need to document it because one day will come if you continue on this path one day will come when you will be telling people how you how your hands were shaking when you started speaking in front of people mm -hmm. and nobody will believe you because you are so great like <laughs> people don't see like uh, when you learn it takes years and it takes practice to become a good people don't see the process and unfortunately sometimes we don't even even ourselves see the process so that's why i am a big fan of documenting and recording yourself giving a speech so you can go back to and see the transformation and development yourself I love it. There are so many things that you mentioned, and I actually am fascinated by that. And I would, you know, love to take a few points because this is important. You mentioned about during the process, when people see us, they really see the end product. No one is interested in finding out what is happening during that process, right? Yeah. During your process of becoming that award-winning speaker, during the process of you becoming a powerful transformative coach or whatever it is that you are dedicated to do in your life. But then at the same time, you documented that because you know what? This might be a misconception that no one is interested in. There are people who are on the similar journey and they're going through similar challenges which you were going at the time so by you keeping the record of you know your efforts and what do you find easy and what did you find hard this is beautiful because a lot of people can find you know uh, a lot of relevance into that and you can help shortcutting their journey a lot of things when I did as a teenager and when I used to think that I'm, I'm, I'm a shy girl, but you know what, when I would stand in front of my, you know, uh, 
college um, students, you know, uh, somebody who's about a year uh, younger than me, I would love to share what the things that I have overcome in life. I wouldn't be shy in front of them. I wouldn't feel that I have lack of confidence. I think sometimes when you know what you're talking about, it helps you overcoming your shyness. And on that note, I actually have a question from Hamdi Abdi. He says that, oh, that's really awesome. And we have a lot of people, a lot of comments, and I'll go back and answer to all of them. Uh, but Brother um, Hamdi is saying, oh, that's really awesome. And I was curious about how to be more confident as in avoid being shy. We kind of touched base with that, but would you like to sort of give another quick answer to this? <coughs> That's a really good question. How to be more confident and avoid being shy? Firstly, I wouldn't avoid being shy because that's, that's not a bad, bad thing in itself. That's actually a good thing. That's your personality. And we started at the beginning, actually, Sister Aisha said, being shy or introvert does not mean that you lack self-confidence. So one being conscious about you, about yourself about your about your personality that that's 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 the starting point and second is a practice i learned that first i thought you are either good speaker or not so mm -hmm. i was telling myself i'm not a good speaker mm -hmm. so many years i used to tell myself like I'm afraid of speaking because I'm not a good speaker, so therefore I would not like to embarrass, embarrass myself. Mm. So number one is like the thoughts and the words you use about yourself because that's more important. What I have learned during my journey is confidence and even speaking is a skill that everyone can learn. Mm. Yes. I will say something once you finish. It's a very good point. I'm actually going to make a note of that. <laughs> yeah, I did finish. Oh, you did finish. Right. <laughs> yeah. so, you know when you say the confidence and uh, communication or is, is a skill that anybody can develop. We did develop that as being babies. Mm. You know, when babies are born, um, they are not born with any of these skills. They learn and then they adapt. And sometimes they don't, you know, we, as parents, we help them. You know, for those of you who are parents, you can find relevance, right? You, you help them and encourage them to make certain sounds. But no matter how many languages you speak around uh, an infant, he or she will learn to speak. And they would learn three, four, five different languages and they would learn how to enunciate the words. So we are all born with infinite resilience, infinite wisdom, infinite confidence. The thing is, when we are around circumstances which does not empower us, people around us, they are giving us messages. For example, you said that you should be very careful with the thoughts and the words that you're telling yourself, as well as people around you. They can discourage you as well. So if you're on a journey to improve something in your life, you will have to come from this knowing that yes you can develop this skill regardless of what skill it is that you're trying to develop and and Hamdi is saying firstly i'm a female sorry being shy i'm like nervous oh, oh. sorry you sounded like a, you know a unisex babe my apologies thank you for the correction so shy as being nervous so wow. it going yeah it goes back to the same answer that you know, uh, Brother Adam gave that, you know, being nervous is, is usually around the situation that you're feeling that you're not able to handle properly. So it's, it's a thought. If you go to my YouTube channel, you can, you can learn. There's actually a video on the topic of how to become confident. And it comes from a perspective of mindset and how thoughts work. So, um, and I'm sure you will find it helpful. So if you can just look into that video, but do you have any other thing to say to, to Hamdi uh, on the topic of shyness and being nervous? Mashallah, I would say continue on the path of self-discovery. And when it comes to your question, it reminds me when 
I few weeks ago had a conversation with Sister Cordelia, and mm-hmm. she was talking about how do we feel, how we feel passion and fear in the same place in 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 our belly. So when it comes to nervous, I learned a trick that your body does not know how to, your body, you can tell it like what, what you are feeling. The symptoms are the same. If you say I'm nervous mm. or if you say I'm excited, mm. the symptoms of the body is the same. You know, we, when we go to that fear of flight state, mm. when we're feeling like, you for me when i get nervous or i nowadays i thought I, I don't use word nervous i say i'm excited mm-hmm. when i get excited i feel it in my belly and I'm, that's for me i keep telling for myself i'm excited something good is going to happen i have mm-hmm. this great opportunity to talk to aisha on facebook <laughs> live for the first time in my life I've never done this before but here i am something exciting is going to happen so it's, it's come back to language we use and how we tell our body what we are feeling. Yes, and it's reminding me of a very great uh, book from Steve Chandler, 50 Ways of Having you know, Good Relationships. And in, in that he says that anticipation, anticipation of having something good would bring good in your life. And it takes us back to our Iman as well, you know. Mm. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says is, and I'm paraphrasing this, that, you know, a believer, to, to a believer, Allah is the way he or she expect him to be. So if you expect him to be someone, you know, a, a merciful God who will help us becoming confident, we will become confident. So we can use this tawakkul and this anticipation from God, and we, we can come from a spiritual perspective. Actually, I'm very fascinated about the subject of thoughts being spiritual because they are spiritual, they are divine gifts. So we can use the power of thought by empowering ourselves, by letting us feel encouraged and empowered and giving us messages like fear. I'm actually going to lean into this fear and I'm, I'm going to use this to my advantage rather than letting this deplete my confidence. Or we can let this be whichever way you want to go. So it's, uh, subhanAllah, and, and I love the way you shared it with your own example of how fear and excitement have sort of similar kind of uh, uh, physiological symptoms. And that is so true. Because the thing is, if you are excited, excitement also causes the adrenaline to rush in your body. And same does fear. It causes you to have, you know, fight or flight mm. mode. Yeah. So it's your ability to use this to your advantage rather than letting this to, you know, give you a disadvantage. Yeah. So that's really, really interesting. Can I add to that uh, where you mentioned Steve Chandler? Yes. One quote that I absolutely loved by him came to my mind. Yes. He said, the biggest secret kept is that the other side of fear is enjoyment, joy, and fun. The other side of the fear is fun, enjoyment, and excitement. And that's the biggest uh, secret kept. And that's absolutely true. And I'm here standing uh, yeah i'm here today sharing the my story if you are afraid of speaking what you should do is attend a speaking competition <laughs> it, it sounds counterintuitive but if you are afraid of speaking you should attend a speaking contest and if you are really afraid of speaking you should set up yourself a podcast show so that's exactly what i did I, I faced my fear and I learned the other side of fear is it's actually fun, it's excitement. And I have get to know so many people along this journey, you included, and so many, so many other people that I have talked to my, to my podcast that I'm really grateful for. That's just, alhamdulillah, I'm just grateful for this journey of getting into learning inspiring people talking to them and like it actually opened more doors when i stood up and faced the fear Mm, subhanallah you know there was something that i learned very very interesting about fear and i would like to add that because i think people would find that useful fear usually 
comes as a friendly force. It seems like fear, but it comes as a friendly force and it usually gives us a message. It tells us that either we are not prepared about something, so go ahead and be prepared so you can be better at it, or it tells us to avoid something, right? For example, if I'm standing in front of a, a, a roaring lion, I'm afraid. Yeah. So the wise thing in that moment would be to run away and save run myself. Away. Yeah. <laughs> Don't hug a tree, just run away. <laughs> <laughs> and if I am standing in front of a crowd and I'm not prepared, I am it's normal for me to feel afraid because I'm expected to deliver a speech and here I'm prepared. So but if I am afraid before that speech, the best way to deal with that fear is to go ahead and prepare yourself for that speech. You can prepare yourself by standing in front of the mirror if this is your first time and then stand in front of, you know, a, a small crowd, friendly people like I used to do. I used to practice with mirror and then I used to practice with friends and families until I became confident. Right. So, but if you turn up and face your fear without being prepared, you might overcome it. Right. Going to cold turkey, but it can do harm for you as well. So really lean into your fear, listen to it. And if it's telling you to prepare for that awesome speech or presentation or an interview, some people are even afraid of interviews. I've, I've taken so many interviews in past 10 years in my you know life, especially with the public health sector and with councils, that mm. I'm not even afraid of uh, turning up for an interview where there is a panel, you know, three or four or five people. And, and depending on the type of role that you're applying, sometimes there are about, you know, three, four people interviewing you as a panel. It can be overwhelming for someone who is not really used to it. So we have quite a lot of people um, and guys, today's topic with Brother Adam is his journey from being a shy guy to an award-winning public speaker. And I would love for you to ask any questions. And actually, there is a comment. Um, let me go back. Yes, so Cordelia is saying that being nervous is a force and helps me to connect with my audience better. I love her authenticity. She always gives simple and on-the-spot uh, you know tips that people can use straight away so yes what would you say to that absolutely <laughs> and Hamdi sister Hamdi is saying that this does this topic also refer being introverted to extroverted or well it's how you know you can use your imagination and you can use these things that we are sharing to however way you want to um, use it in your life but if if being introverted it is in your nature. We are not asking you to change your nature, right? I still am an introvert, but I love talking about the things that I know and I'm excited about. If I go to a party, I I go back to my introverted self, right? Because chit chatting and all these things, I'm not really that good at. <laughs> but talking to people, coaching them, that's where I'm not introverted at all. So we can shift roles. What about you, uh, Brother Adam? Same. Yeah. yeah, yeah, same. I absolutely feel the same. For me, I learned that being on the stage speaking to people is actually, I enjoy that. And mm -hmm. it's a way of avoiding small talks. So either, either I'm on the stage speaking to people or I'm in the back of the room, but I don't enjoy being in the middle of the room. I don't enjoy small talks, but... Uh, but I would say there's also a situational a situation where I'm extroverted and those situation is the situation I feel comfort. I feel I'm in a community that is supportive. I found Toastmasters to be one. I also found when I'm with my family, I'm not introverted. With, when I'm with people that loves me, when, I, when, when I'm with my friends that are really cares about me, I'm not introverted. But um, there's a situation that I would definitely avoid. Mm. And sometimes I'm really happy if there's like parties get cancelled. I feel like fine. I don't want to socialize <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so for me, it, it's, I, if I have to socialize, it I can do it, but it just consumes a lot of energy for me. 
and Cordelia say introverts are great public speakers and I totally I agree with her. I agree, I agree with her. Yeah, and the, the reason being we tend to over prepare, which is a good thing, like I like Sister Ayesha mentioned, to prepare to prepare, to prepare is the only thing. And to practice, there's no other way to prepare and to practice. It reminds me a quote of uh, Church Winston Churchill once mm. we were asked to speak. So he said, how long I have to speak? He went saying that if I have to speak for, uh, for say, one hour, give me, give me like... 30 minutes to prepare if i have to speak for 15 minutes give me one week to prepare if i have to speak five minutes give me two weeks to prepare this is all quote i'm paraphrasing it's used but the the main story behind it the moral of this quote is you always need to prepare and the the longer and i learned the shorter speech you give the longer you have to prepare for that <laughs> You know, you're reminding me of a very interesting movie, and we're not promoting movies, but if you really want to improve yeah. your public speaking skills, watch the movie um, King's Speech. Have you watched that? Yeah, I've seen I it. I loved it because he had stutter, and he thought he couldn't speak until he overcome his stutter. And you know what? I actually know this from firsthand, that stutter is sometimes... It's an instant fear that we subconsciously develop as a child and we think that we are not able to speak properly. But if you lean into your stutter or stammer, you can actually overcome your stammering problem. Because, wow. and a few, I think a few months ago, I had a, a GP from Netherlands. He was shadowing me. Because part of my role is we have health and social care, um, you know, professionals. They shadow each other's work to, to, for quality controls and also to learn, kind of like a good practice thing. And that lovely young GP had stammer. But he wouldn't have stammering when he's talking about his profession. Mm. He would stutter on the questions when he's asking about me. So maybe in his mind, he must be feeling overwhelmed that, oh my God, she's doing all these things and I really don't want to ask her wrong question. So sometimes we can develop these linguistic problems, hmm. which has nothing to do with actually, he wasn't born like that, I'm guessing. I didn't hmm. ask him, but I know some clients and some children in my family who had a stammering problem at a very young age, but it kind of, you know, it was... It was solved as a wow. result of parents looking into the, the, the cause of the fear and helping the child through speech and language therapy. Wow. So this can really have physiological effects on our life as well. So I, am, uh, I really want to move along and ask you that you are a coach as well, right? And you do a lot of these amazing things. How do you help someone overcoming their shyness? So if somebody were to approach you and say that I would love to be coached on this subject, how would you help them? That's a good question. And I would like to mention first, how did I became a coach? And it all, go back, it all goes back to me facing my fear, joining Toastmasters. That's a good, great community. But in there, I met my first coach. Mm. And I got coached by him. Mm. He's actually our president of our club now. Mm. And for me, that was very interesting because I entered a conversation where no one was asking me, no one was advising me. Mm. So I had these questions that you asked me, how do I become confident speaker, how I overcome my shyness. And my coach, his name was Oscar. He was actually turning the tables at me, asking me questions, which I felt that's a bit weird. But this is this was my first coaching experience, and he would went with the you know the usual coaching converse, uh, coaching questions such just like what you will do in your situation, what you would what advice you would give me uh, if you have a matching wand, what you would do. <laughs> and, and it was quite interesting because I learned that all the, we all have 
answers to our questions. The <laughs> answers lies within us. So mm. as a coach, when someone asks ask me a question now, mm. I try to ask them a question back, like, what do you mean? And how would you give me advice or what goals you want to achieve? And then we, we take from there. And every individual have their own path they are working on so there's no one answer that fits to all and right. that's that's why i'm fascinating about coaching because one is aligned with my initial goal which is promoting people health and well-being and now i'm doing that through coaching which is actually promoting the well-being in a balanced way and i'm not telling people what to do and i I'm actually asking them what they would like to do. So if someone asks me a question, I would love to hear more about what their goals are, what they want to achieve in their life, what is the bigger picture, what they want to overcome their shyness, what is the bigger why. I will take that kind of approach. Yes, and this is why coaching is so empowering because we ask powerful questions. And you know what? can't remember if that was uh, Rich Litwin or Steve Chandler. He says that the, the quality of your life depends on the quality of questions that you ask yourself. If you ask yeah. yourself disempowering questions, why me, or this is not possible, you would live in a reality that is limited. But if you're asking empowering questions, and this is where coaching is so amazing because the coaches help us asking those powerful questions that sometimes we as individuals are afraid of asking. This is why you are a coach, you have a coach, I am a coach and I have a coach because you are on a journey of ongoing personal development. And that's what makes you amazing because the more you have done inner work on yourself, the more you can give back to the community. But the fact that you have overcome your own fears and your journey is powerful enough to help someone overcoming, uh, you know, their fear, regardless of the type of fear, whether it is to, you know, for public speaking or even a fear of spider, because mm -hmm. all the fears that are inside our subconscious mind we actually catch them within a fraction of a second. That's how yeah. quickly our mind can latch onto a fear. And, and as quickly as we can latch onto a fear, our subconscious mind has similar ability to let go of that fear. But we do need a conscious effort in order to do that. Yeah. And funny, you, funny that you mentioned the fear of spider. That's actually one fear I have. And I haven't overcome it yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm working on it and if I see spider now in this room I would probably run <laughs> yeah and actually that's the yeah that's that's the the way I got into NLB was through learning more about um, how we can actually reprogram our mind and I became fascinated with the uh, the, with neuroplasticity that mm -hmm. we can actually learn anything we, we, we put our mind into and uh, NLP have a great lessons I benefited personally from them for the for the first for the lesson of like there's no feedback there's no failures only feedback and that has also helped me to overcome my fears i see situation as an opportunity for me there's no failure anymore it's just like feedback what did i learn from this situation and that's something that even body lifters knew they knew the secret of uh, failure they knew that when they go in a state of pushing them themselves when, when they are lifting weights in, in a position where their muscles break down. That's actually failure. And for them, failure is success. Mm. So looking into things from this different perspective have helped me a lot. Yeah, and the thing is, this takes me back to, I mean, and yes, by the way, as being an ex-neurolinguistic programming coach myself, I found NLP really, really helpful, right? But that's, a, that's one way of learning and developing. There are over 400 psychological interventions and coaching interventions. Mm. And when I got into paradigm coaching, that was the most fascinating thing for me because this actually 
took me back to my own spirituality. And that's that can take you back to your own spirituality, regardless of whoever or whatever faith you follow, right? But your question about, you know, your actually prerequisite rather for NLP that there's no failure, but feedback, it had helped me massively. And if you think from a spiritual perspective, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that the, the affairs of believers are amazing. If something bad happens to him or her, you know, they associate that with God. If something good happens to them, they associate that with God. So we sometimes don't ponder upon the hadith or the sayings of, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that whatever is happening, we are spiritually programmed, but we often, because of life situations, you know, get into this mindset of letting uh, fear or letting failures affect our productivity. Wanda has a very interesting comment. She said, Bill Smith has a fear of spiders. Maybe you have to get with him and work on that together. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Will Smith is so much fun. You know, I, I, I'm surprised that he's afraid of spiders, but hey, you never know, right? Yeah. Celebrities have their own fears as well. They yeah. can face this huge, massive crowd but they're afraid of this teeny mini spider. <laughs> there we go. Our mind you know, plays wonders with us. But I can sit here and talk with you, and I'm really loving and, and you know um, this conversation. Yeah. But I am aware of the time as well. So I would like to actually I forgot to ask about your you know your award. How did you win that, and when did you win that award for public speaking? It was uh, last year I participated in Toastmasters speaking contest and I was surprised uh, mm -hmm. I became a second. But that's the second place for me. And where I started from was someone who never, never, ever would think of being in front of people and speaking to them. So, alhamdulillah, I'm grateful for that experience. And it taught me a lot about myself that what mm. I'm able to do mm -hmm. and that in itself give me gave me inspiration of uh, in this year to go out and spread good message and I hold so far seven workshops where I teach people system of goal setting that I have developed mm -hmm. so without those experience without me facing fears I wouldn't be able to do that I wouldn't be able to coach I wouldn't be able to do my podcasting now so that's that's I'm actually I'm grateful and I'm really on a path of self-discovery and learning and that takes me to something that we were actually discussing earlier we had a we had beautiful conversation we shared a lot of amazing ideas so we were sharing about the path of self-mastery Right? The self-mastery is actually there's no end. You always learn mm. and you learn from the day you are born until the, learn, you know, the day you die. Yeah. Right? And when you start enjoying this process, this hardly seems like work because you are just so immersed into this, this work that you're doing that you become master in that. Mm. Yes, I, I love the process of uh, giving speech you now. What, I love the process of planning and doing my slides, which I'm really good at it because I used to spend much time doing slides because I was avoiding to speak, remember that? Mm. And now I'm really good. I can apply that skill and apply the skill of sharing the message and absolutely love it. And and I like what you said, it's a never-ending journey. I'm not here today saying I'm a best speaker. I'm mm -hmm. here saying to just sharing my story. And I also love a quote by Denzel Washington that he said, the famous actor, he said, each one can teach one. Each mm -hmm. one can teach one. And I took that into my heart and I'm teaching others to improve their communication and public speaking skills who are like one step ahead and uh, one step behind me. Mm. If I'm able to during, if I'm able to just share my story or some tips and tricks that I have learned during them, during my journey, if you find that helpful, I'm happy about it. I don't need to be the expert of public speaking in order to 
to in order to like help someone who want to who's actually beginning in the journey and i'm actually i'm proud of i had the opportunity to help one friend of mine who mm. was really nervous of giving presentation to a large crowd mm. she said this is the biggest crowd i ever faced 200 members in the crowd and she was freaking out and i told her like if i can do it you can do it <laughs> and for me that's the the power I was so bad at it. So basically, I don't believe this. And another person it sounds cliche, but I don't really believe there's another person who really sucked as me. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm happy to share that message. I'm happy to help others. Alhamdulillah, I'm really grateful for that. That's so amazing because yes, and you're right. You know when people say that if I can do it, so can you. It does sound like cliche. If yeah. if you don't believe that. But from you, you have walked that path. You know what's it like, right? So it, it, it's so authentic when it comes from you and you know that you don't have to be great. You don't have to be on top of the world. All you have to do in order to help someone is be one step ahead of them. That mindset that I have to be perfect kept me in my shell for so many years. I, you know, but again, that was my journey. That's how I had to learn but i learned it now i share it with others that you don't have to be perfect yeah. in anything that you desire to do you wish to do what i'm doing right now i used to love it as being 15 or 16 year old girl and i was good at it but in my head i created this ceiling that i have to be absolutely perfect before i can actually take it one step ahead and that's okay I'm grateful for that journey as well because then I can help a lot of those people who might have similar challenges. Wanda is saying that this was sure and a rewarding scope. Thank you both for sharing this. This is giving me so much power to move forward. And thank you so much, Wanda, for showing up and, you know, actively participating. I loved it, you know. Um, and we have a question from Sister Hamdi. She's saying that, before being award-winning public speaker, what was like your shyness? So, yeah, I, I would love to answer to that question. That I was so shy that I wouldn't even take a credit anything that I did. It was like mm. no, 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 no. It was a nothing, and I refused to. Actually, you could see from my face, like. Uh, you know, when someone is terrified, you know, the terrified look, I usually had that on my face. And because I've been documenting my journey, I can see from my videos that I took that that face is gone now. Actually, when I speak to people, I am having fun. And because I'm having fun, they are having fun. So I'm not terrified. I'm not anxious about anymore speaking to others. And, I'm, and I am proudly taking the stage and owning the stage and taking credit of the work I do. So I, I had this thing called false humbleness. Maybe that's another topic. We don't have time to go into yeah, that. But exactly. telling, telling yourself, like, alhamdulillah, I'm, I'm just being humble. But that's fake humbleness if you're doing in sake of uh, being afraid of others, being, letting your fear taking over control, it's not humbleness, it's fake, uh, false humbleness. And that's another concept that I'm fascinated about. Uh, maybe one day I would <laughs> have a workshop, yeah. and alhamdulillah. But that was me before, before learning how to become a speaker. I was really, really, really shy. Mm -hmm. Subhanallah, you know, and I want to add one thing because you mentioned something and it's very subtle but very easy to overlook. We deflect compliment if we are not confident. Accepting and acknowledging a compliment, it does wonders to your subconscious mind. That doesn't yeah. make you arrogant. That must, doesn't make you, you know, it doesn't give you that false um, humbleness. It actually affirms in your subconscious mind that yeah. yes you have overcome this thing and it's okay to accept the credit for that and it boosts your confidence that's boosts your confidence it's a good win you need you need to celebrate those small wins but mm -hmm. i notice as i'm speaking from my own personal experience we tend to fixate on the negative 
For example, I can give you, I give a speech not long time ago. I got plus 20 positive feedbacks and there was one negative feedback. And I found myself giving too much attention to that one negative feedback. And I went on and caught myself and I talked to myself asking, why do I keep focusing on this negative feedback? I don't even remember what the other positive feedbacks were. So I had to, to stop myself doing that. That's our nature. Like we tend to focus on the negative and put aside all the positive experiences that we had. And because of that, I tend to now even tell my friends and the people I coach that how important it is to accepting compliments, but also celebrating small wins. That's good for your confidence. That build up your confidence and also character. Yeah, I would like to just uh, add one thing, that having, focusing on just negativity is not part of our nature, but this is something that we develop. Yeah. We learn this as a bad habit, and habits in, in of itself is a collection of thoughts that becomes our paradigm, that becomes our reality. So when you refer to, to nature, that's what becomes our reality. But anything we can change if we can neutralize it, neutralize its negative effect by acknowledging that it's okay to accept good feedback and it's all also okay to accept a constructive feedback. There's no bad feedback. It's either good or it's either constructive. So we either learn from it or we either celebrate that as you said. Yeah. But thank you for sharing that and any parting advice before we bring our show towards the end today. Alhamdulillah, it's gone way over, but I'm loving it. But, you know, at the yeah, same time. I, I could continue all day. Mashallah, <laughs> uh, for, yeah. me, for me, is any parting advice is each one can teach one. You don't need to be expert. Uh, you don't need to, le- you don't need to learn or know a lot of things. It's enough for you le- you already know, and you can teach that to someone who, does, who doesn't know what you know. And that's my parting advice. And also I would add, I would like to add that speaking and confidence is a skill that everyone can develop. Right, and I agree, totally agree. Thank you so much for your time. And I would love for you to leave your contact details, also leave the link for your podcast and any of the workshop that you're running because I'm sure a lot of people can benefit from your work. And I cannot thank you enough um, and honor you for being here and sharing your journey with us. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, folks, this was today's um, end of the show. And Sister Hamdi saying Jazakumullah, the live indeed uh, aided me a lot. And as well, thanks to Sister Cordelia. Please share with us your YouTube channel or any of the social media you use. Thanks a lot. Yes, I, my channel details are in the description of this live. Um, and I would also ask Brother uh, Abdi, to Adam Abdi to share his details so you can connect with him. But as you can see, guys, that we are born as babies with infinite talent and wisdom. There's no lack of confidence. There's no lack of resilience. There is no lack of shyness until you learn to restrict yourself by giving yourself a glass ceiling right and that could be based on your outside circumstances or you know because of the type of people you used to hang around with but anything in your life that you decide to change you only need to decide and commit decide and commit decision in itself is just not good enough you have to commit with your goal and depending on the type of goal then you can take small but inspired actions inspired actions are in spirit You don't feel that you are obligated to do that, but you feel that you're inspired to do that. So that brings me towards the end of today's live. And as I said earlier, I'm on a mission to change 
um, this glass ceiling reality for you by sharing that how simple human mind is, how simply you can transform your entire life just by understanding the power of thought. You can change your personal life, your professional life, whatever life throws at you, right? If you can just see the thoughts are of spiritual nature. And on that note, I would, before I go, I want to share um, a very good quote from Sydney Banks, right? He says, and let me try to find it because I want to give you his exact words. Sydney Banks is, if for those of you who don't know, he is actually... Um, the guy who stumbled upon the simplicity of human nature, which is also called paradigm uh, coaching or three principles coaching through an enlightenment experience. So Sydney Banks says that life is like any other contact sport. You're gonna get your knocks, but it's not the knocks that count. It's how you handle them. If you handle them with anger, distrust, jealousy, hate, this in return is what you're going to get but if you handle these knocks with love understanding then they don't mean much they just dissipate so i invite you to be very careful about you creating your own realities by using the power of your thought and on that note i love you and i leave you and i will see you next week with another amazing coach from london who will talk about confidence from a very unique perspective and how she helps her clients build confidence until next time may love peace and blessing be upon you this is aisha take care